So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be again about evolutionary psychology. There is a spider on my wall. Well, yeah. I actually, by the way, hate killing like insects and shit. I really don't like that. I just think like, please don't go down. Please don't make me kill you. Please go away. Come on. Go away. Please. Just because like, I mean, they're also living and I just really don't want to kill them. But if they're just really bothering me, sometimes I, I really, really try to not do that. Then I, I have to do something. Please go away, man. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm going to do the thing. There is going to be more after the intro as always. As we used to, uh, the podcast. And, and yeah. I appreciate, by the way, you being on a podcast. I really do. Every single person that is on the podcast is even like listening to one second, one millisecond of the podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, it really means a lot to me because it is quite some work that I'm putting into this. And um, yeah, I really do hope that I'm able to do something for somebody, doing something interesting to somebody. Please go away. Please go away. Come on. Actually having like, I don't really want to hurt you, but you know, it, it's kind of close to <laughs> <laughs> to me like it's like a meter please go away come on come on please did i kill you i think i have oh my god i hate that i really do um but um before i even want to go through the episode and, and even before i want to go through what is necessary to to talk about actually i do want to remind you that being a nice person and being a person that that is fun to be around with you know, which which doesn't mean that you're drinking a lot, which doesn't mean that you're just a funny person. It means just to, to oh, no, I haven't killed you. Please go away anyway. Please go away. Come. Shush. Go away. Please. I don't want to hurt you. And I just also know that you don't want to bother me. But, but just please don't bother me then. Yeah, that's right. Go away. Anyway, just just be a good person. Just be a nice person. Because there's only good things about being a good person. Only. People are going to like you more. You're going to like you more. You're going to have a more easy life. Probably you're going to have a better life. You're going to have just a more successful life because people like to be around people that are nice. You know, nobody wants to be just be around a fucking asshole. Nobody wants that. And you should therefore also not do that. But of course, like, I do understand that in some situations in life, we tend to not be like the best person we can be. And this is fine. And, and we shouldn't judge ourselves based on that because we know that it is sometimes the case. We know that sometimes when we are in stressful situations that, yeah, we sometimes, at least this is the case for me, I tend to just be not as a good person as I could be. And it is something that bothers me. Of course, it really does. But but yeah, just keep in mind that being a nice person is something that's fucking cool. I, I really think that this is a cool thing to be. You know, it's not about just having money and shit even though that's cool as well but just being a nice person being a generous person being a person that is fun to be around with um that's a pretty cool thing um please check out the description this is the part where i'm just illustrating what's important please check out the description if you're on a podcast and also if you're on the youtube channel um or the YouTube video, because it is necessary, because there's going to be a lot of value in there. So it's it's basically just something good for you. It's not even something good for me. 
Kind of, you know, unless you're interested in the the other social media sites that I'm having or the blog, my articles and all those things, uh, you can check it out. But um, yeah, just please, there's only going to be value for you, at least as far as I think. Yeah. Um, I think the last time I said like, well, this is maybe going to be the last episode, you know, so this one is not going to be, never ever. You know, it might be like the, I don't know, I think it is like one of three, I guess. Could be, yeah. Towards a unified evolutionary psychology. In the last chapter of Evolutionary Psychology by David Buss, which is the book that I'm talking about or we're talking about, um, and I do want to say that uh, if this is like, please go away, motherfucker. Really, go away. Um, I do want to point out that if this is the first episode that you're listening to, then it is fine. You know, every single episode is, is good by itself. Um, you don't really have to just listen to everyone, uh, even if it just somehow makes sense for some points, but not entirely. Please go away. No, please go away. And now I've heard something. I really hope that I didn't didn't hurt you or stuff. Um, I'm sorry. And and all this is <laughs> on cam and on record. I'm sorry. I really am sorry for the spider. It's, it was a really, really tiny spider. Um, well, anyway, you don't re- really listen or have to listen to every one of these. So, but if you feel like you can, uh, but I do just want to point out that you don't necessarily have to do this. Um, so David Bass talks about the many overlapping fields of psychology and the lack of a unifying force. He says that evolutionary psychology should be that discipline that ties, that discipline basically, I guess, that ties all the different specializations together, or however it is pronounced, I don't know. And I couldn't agree more. He also partially, or partly, or whatever, and tactfully criticizes the effort of cognitive psychology to hunt for cognitive biases, saying that they're not really biases, but simply evolved shortcuts that work well for most our evolution and most of our problems. So why shouldn't we be using them? Unless in in like really big parts, it is something that's not that of a good thing. Then I can understand it. But for cognitive biases, see Thinking Fast and Slow, which is a book, a pretty good one by Daniel Kahneman. It is Daniel, like Daniel, and K-A-H-N-E-M-A-N-N, or Kahneman, as if you would be pronouncing it in, in German, actually, but... We're not doing this here. <laughs> We're certainly not doing this here. Finally, Bass introduces a few more interesting theories, including attachment theory. For more on attachment theory, see an overview of attachment theory. It might be an article. I, I am actually going to look it up because I'm interested. Is it? Yeah, it is an article. Maybe even a book. Is it a book? No, it's an article. Because the author of this book summary is also... It's actually a pretty short one. Well... You reach the nine articles limit, I can offer you this month, which is not good, which really is not good, which means that if I have to reload this page for any fucking reason, I'm going to be fucked. So I'm going to save the page um, to just be safe, basically. Yes, I don't know if I should actually, maybe I should, um, this one, I guess, I think this is the most important part. So everything that I'm going to highlight is then going to be in a PDF and you can download this PDF and read it so that you're having everything in one space and you do not have to care about like 
resources basically for learning it or for just i mean if you're just interested in it you can just download it for free and do whatever with the printed as well you can also really print it so Buss, of course, puts attachment theory within the wider lenses of evolutionary psychology. He says, for example, that the variations from a secure attachment represents children's adaption to non-optimal familial... Is it actually familial? Familial? Environments. Uh, avoidant attachment adapts to, to parents unwilling to invest, while anxious attachment adapts to parents who is unable to invest and which leads to more short-term mating strategies, apparently which is a quite of an interesting thought, I'd say. Um, but yeah, more wisdom, which is, a, I think it, this is a section uh, that the author of the summary did because there are, I, I think one of the, the biggest problems with having a summary or with going through a summary or with actually writing a summary is that there's going to be a lot of things that you don't know how to categorize, which is, by the way, um, the people from this website, they're just really doing such a great job at, uh, categorizing everything because they re I mean like everything is categorized Are, like there is chapters there is like other things like this one if there is just a lot of information that is important and is cool to know but there is just no way to structure it in a good way or in a different way and um, they're really doing a good part and and also the website is pretty cool everything is readable everything is nice it looks kind of great you know everything is everything is fine and I really do appreciate that and I really do wanted to point it out some more wisdom and i'm actually going to highlight the whole one because i think it is kind of cool the dark triad predicts deception and deception means uh duplicity double double dealing fraud fraudulence cheating the dark triad predicts cheating basically dark triad traits predict deception and sexual harassment see best dark triad books and i've then looked it up because i was interested what is the dark triad and i have found something and the dark triad i'm sorry the dark triad or triad i think it's triad it's t-r-i-a-d and it consists of psychopathy narcissism and machiavellism uh, psychopathy, I think, is just kind of clear, and then you know people know about that. Narcissism, I think, as well. Um, as far as I know, it is like, isn't it arrogant and only think about yourself or selfishness? I'm gonna look it up. You know, um, narcissism, because I don't want to really have the the real quote unquote um, definition. Yeah, it's called definition. <laughs> Excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance. Well, yeah, being, well, it's not really being selfish, since being selfish uh, only just is like, okay, I'm going to care about myself, and the only thing that I'm going to care about is myself, and I am just the most important person, but this is more like, okay, I really love myself. I really am into myself, basically, as well. And Machiavel, oh, it's already there. Machiavellism uh, in a psychology refers to a personality trait which sees a person so focused on their own interests they will ma manipulate, decide, and exploit others to achieve their goals. Which I guess, like, I do have to say, like, as I'm reading it, it is not like a really staggering one. It's, it's not like just such an incredibly uh, fucked up thing that people, uh, some some people are doing, but I really think that this is something that quite a lot of people are doing. Um, and I do have to say, like, if you're thinking about, like, these all are just traits that seem not to be, like, 
they're good. And and I think, I mean, it just makes sense that if you're just seeing this in a person, then yes, you know, what can you expect? Probably not a lot of good things. So maybe think about that. Psychopathy as a strategy. Psychopaths pursue a cheating strategy that can be rewarding as long as there are enough cooperators in the system. Psychopaths pursue a cheating strategy mostly with, especially, uh, mostly with, but especially with interact interaction partners who are less attractive and those who they don't expect to interact with in the future. Pretty interesting. Also, see why psychopaths get laid more. <laughs> Well, I do have to say that the connotation that is attached to psychopathy and being a psychopath is really a difficult in terms of a hard one. You know, like just being called a psychopath is is, is not going to be a cool thing. Uh, I do really connotate something or I do think about like uh, mentally ill people when I'm just hearing psychopathy or if I'm also thinking about psychopaths and psychopathy. But but I don't really think that this is like the, the real quote-unquote... Um, definition that that we're having of psychopaths or psychopaths but yeah sexual selection has two moods or two modes sexual selection operates on two levels the intrasexual competition for access to mates and intrasexual selection uh yeah selection or mate choice which can also be conflictual at times see intrasexual conflict the in intrasexual which an intersexual. What is intrasexual? There is nothing. Maybe I'm gonna look it up. You know, I I do try to. And by the way, shout out to. I do not know if I can name you, if I should name you, but I always appreciate if people come up to me and be like, um, I think it is. Even if it is like, I think it is crazy what you're doing because you're doing such a lot of things. I, I still think <laughs> that it is just quite nice to hear and I also just <clears throat> enjoy um, not really about it's not really about the admiration even though this is something that I really think is something that's, that's cool to have like if people really admire you if they think you're just a cool person you're just an amazing person something like that not only just based on whatever you have achieved but also just in terms of which person you are or which type of person you are but um I do really appreciate that, and I do want to point this out in public and on record once again. And I, uh, yeah, I really do appreciate that. So thank you if you're hearing this. Maybe you're actually hearing this. <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, thank you, really, really, really thank you. But uh, something that that led to also thinking about, or that this led to thinking about, basically, is that we shouldn't we shouldn't care too much about the positive feedback that we are getting. Because the more we are just focusing and the more we are caring about the positive feedback, the more we are also going to care about the negative one. Which means that if somebody comes up to me and is like, well, I really like what you're doing. I really like your stuff. You know, I really love it. It's something, it's like a contribution to my life, you know, something like that. And if I feel like, well, this is just amazing. And if it is, if this is making my day, if this is just something essential for just being happy, for example, as well then it's going to be staggering. It's going to be not a good thing if somebody comes up to me and is like, well, I don't like your stuff. I don't like what you're doing. I don't like what you're talking about. It's going to be something that I'm really going to think about. It is going to be something that, I, that I'm going to hate to hear. And, and, and it is going to be more difficult. And it is going to be not a nice thing to have because I'm probably going to be devastated. 
I'm probably not going to be in a pretty good mood if something like this is happening. Therefore, just being in the middle, kind of. And of course, we are going to be influenced by outside things. But we can really try to just be in the middle and be in our lane and just think about like what we think about the stuff that we are doing. And, and, and yeah, and just really being like, I don't want to also say neutral because this is like just sounds so passive and sounds so kind of sad and shit. <laughs> it really does. Um, well, anyway, sexual selection. There's actually a, a Wikipedia article. I probably also think that whatever I've been talking about in the last like seven episodes, whatever it has been, there is like, um, there, there should be like everything here as well. I also see Darwin, uh, Darwinism, which is also something that we've been been talking about. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested in that, and it actually seems to be quite something interesting. Uh, so sexual selection is a mode of natural selection in which members of one biological sex choose mates of the other sex to mate with, which is intersexual selection, and compete with members of the same sex for access to members of the opposite sex, which is intrasexual selection. Which means that I'm selecting to fight with somebody because I think that this is gonna just help me to get, uh, uh, in my case, a female now. I mean, it makes sense. It really makes sense, you know. But what I really have to think about in that way, and I really have to think about it, and I really have to imagine it, and I really have to just actually picture a fucking picture or um, whatever it's called, I don't know. <laughs> When I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm actually thinking about a male beating up another male so that they look good to females. Which, by the way, is something that we are seeing in this just in this in the now as well. You know, nowadays we're also seeing that really often. I you know people that are just having a quote-unquote cool car with loud music and they're just driving through the streets. There's going to be a lot of attention. There's going to be a lot of whatever. Maybe because of like females. Maybe. You know, I don't know. Like this is just an assumption. It's just a thought that I'm having. But um, but also like actually picking fights. I think this is still the case. Like picking fights just to look cool to the females. Even though I don't really know if this is just making you look cool to the females or or even to the males if you're into that. You know, I don't give a shit whatever you're into too. Um, I don't know. I. I would actually not like to have that basically because I think it is a stupid thing to do in just nowadays. I think nowadays there are other ways to to impress somebody. It still depends on on whom you're trying to impress, of course, because well, no, I'm not gonna get into that. But some people just are gonna go for a person that's really successful, and some people are actually gonna go for a person that picked the fight and won. You know, and you then have to actually decide which person you should be into do, kind of. The best quotes, and I think it is actually one quote. Uh, quotes in this case are not necessarily inspirational, but they are a good wake-up call. And the quote is, and I hope that I'm going to read it in a, in a good way, so, uh, yeah. These homicide data are pre preliminary, of course, but they suggest that there are risks of being the less value party in the parent-child relationship. I basically don't really know what <laughs> what it is willing to tell me. Um, is, is homicide murder? He was charged with homicide. The killing of one person by another. He was charged with homicide. Oh yeah, yeah, 
basically it is, uh, or ho homicide, homicide, I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, these homicide data are preliminary, of course, but they suggest that there are risks of being the less valued party in the parent-child relationship. Is it like back in, in just, if we go back in evolution, that it's been like, okay, if you're just the less valued one, chances of being killed aren't that low? Is this what he's referring to? Is this is what he's talking about? It could be. It basically could be. Evolutionary psychology is, and we are now in the criticism uh, in the criticism section of the whole summary, which is um, quite often the case, but most often I guess there's also pro and con, but I could also be just uh, kind of mixing it up with another side, with the Paul Miner side that I'm also often on for book summaries. Uh, it could be, I don't know. Well, criticism. Evolutionary psychology is a monumental work. Um, these are the small notes I took on a site that left me wondering sometimes. And there's actually quite a lot of things that he wondered about and he also thought about which I guess just makes sense like it is a relatively long book with more than 500 pages there's just going to be some things that that also everyone is not really really agreeing with I'd say um there's just always going to be something and I think we also shouldn't judge a book well we yeah I mean like if the book is only consisting of things that you don't agree with then I don't know maybe you do just have to think about your opinion and you do have to 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 do to, to you have to do something about your opinion, but maybe it is also just like, okay, this is my opinion, this is your opinion, and then we are all kind of right, and we all are kind of wrong, and it is what it is, but just knowing what the other person is thinking and or just focusing on just also makes sense to some degree. A low battery. Really, indeed, is low battery. I should. I should use my charger, you know? I, by the way, really, really like laptops or, or just notebooks or, or, yeah, notebooks. Because I think it is just a cool thing. Like, you're having quite some power. Uh, hopefully enough power for doing whatever you're doing. I certainly am having enough power for fucking recording something. Which actually takes up quite some power. But, but I'm able to do that. But I'm also having a MacBook, which I'm just really fortunate to have. Like, really, really. And I, I really do... Um, like, I often think about the fact that... I'm able to do so much with this. I'm able to do basically everything with this. A lot of people are not just taking care of that or not just taking advantage of that, which is kind of a pity. And they're only using it for fucking watching Netflix. You don't need a fucking MacBook for fucking watching Netflix. Maybe just because it looks cool on the fucking snaps that you're gonna just send your potential mating partners or sexual partners. Well, you know, also really something to talk about, like... If you're just so into brands because they're just doing something to you that they're just making you look a certain way to other people, then your fucking shit is broken. Because then we really have to think about and, and also actually talk about, and I'm not trying to be mean and shit, but then we really have to think about confidence and self-confidence and being confident in who you are. Because like if you're just only able to, to just feel good when uh, you're basically like just wearing a certain brand which is only based on the fact that we are viewing this as 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 a certain thing if you're wearing a gucci belt or whatnot then people know it is a gucci belt at least some people know the thing is if nobody knows that it is a gucci belt you're not gonna wear one you know you're not gonna wear one because there is no fucking reason why you would you know 
you know, there's no status reason, you know, there's no fucking reason why you would be doing this, you know, but of course, if people know this is a Gucci belt, then they're also gonna just be like, well, it is a Gucci belt, you know, it is amazing, and it is cool that you're having a fucking Gucci belt, um, but, but if they don't know, they don't care, it's the same thing with sports, sports is only that because people are fucking watching it, which, by the way, is something also that, uh, Marshall McLuhan, if I remember that correctly, was somehow talking about, um, which has been actually one of the most interesting things that I, that I've had a look in class at, that I've had a look at in class. Um, well, anyway, you know, let's actually, let's go through the first part of the criticism part today and the rest is going to be left for uh, the probably last one then, I guess. Over-explanation of what might just be randomness? Question mark. Evolutionary psychology has been criticized for being an after-the-events exercise of nice-sounding narratives with little science. I think people who say that don't really understand evolutionary psychology or human nature, but that doesn't mean that at times evolutionary psychologists don't tend to over-explain things. Yes. For example, I found the explanation of humans drinking alcohol as as a byproduct of our taste for ripe fruits to be uh, quite an unsubstantial or up unsubstantiated stretch what does that even mean unconfirmed unsupported uncooperated not backed up by evidence at least i would have li- i would have liked a note saying that some of these correlations were more speculative yes would be nice um but but I mean like there's always some kind of a of a reason why something could be the case. And I think this is what he means by over explaining things and over maybe also overthinking things in a little bit of a different context now, but you know. <laughs> but I think uh yeah, you know in in terms of the taste of ripe fruits or ta- the taste for ripe fruits, like I mean I, I think we do like sweet things because ripe fruits are also sweets. That's actually pretty, but also, well, nah, not really, because we don't like bitter things because they're more likely to be toxic, which just totally makes sense. Kind of, I guess. Well, it actually, well, I, I do want to just talk about that a, a little tiny bit now. Um, if you're thinking about it, do we believe that something that's bitter is toxic because it is bitter? Um, well, it is just really difficult to explain that now. Like, um, it is bitter, yes. And and if we are tasting that, then we think and or we don't like that just because we think that it could be toxic since, or it seems to be the case that some things in the past have been bitter or tasting this way, and they have been toxic. Or is it like... Because the thing is, we have to experience that to know that. You know? It's just like a... It's just something that we... That our body basically made up. You know? It's not like bitter and, and just tasting bitter is not something that's... Um, that's... that's You know, that was given to us by nature. It's not something that a lot of animals are having... I think it's only that, that we are having it. Maybe they just have different senses to see that or notice things that are toxic. But I... Well, it's actually pretty difficult to explain. What I, I think I have to make up my mind a tiny bit. But maybe you've just grabbed the thought or grabbed the, like, uh, a snippet of, of my thought that led you to, to also thinking in, in, in similar ways. 
I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But yeah, um, this is going to be the end of the episode, I guess, uh, because we're already 28 minutes in. I tend to actually record longer in the past few weeks, which means that I'm that I'm more that I'm liking more what I'm what I'm doing, which is a big part because not every episode is a cool episode to record. Well, anyway, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means a legacy, which basically means just being a nice person than just being remembered as a nice person. On the other hand, three questions that I'm having for you are why are you here, what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? Um, these three questions are hopefully going to going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea. So it, it yeah, it really depends. But yeah. Um, gonna see you the next time maybe even subscribe to the podcast and or the YouTube channel I would appreciate that but, but yeah gonna see you the next time I at least hope and thank you very much I do really appreciate every single person every single minute every single second every single thought of of like yeah uh, of clicking on a video or just a podcast or something but yeah I appreciate that I just want to let you know gonna see you the next time